Shalom Lechem Rabbi Yisrael. This week's parasha, Parashas B'Shalach. On the Shabbos we read it, we refer to that Shabbos of Shabbos Shira. Although the parasha talks about many important topics, <coughs> talks about the man, talks about Muhammad Samalek, the bulk of the parasha talks about the Shira Sayam. After Klai Yisrael, when it had the schus to be able to leave Mitzrayim, to go out of Mitzrayim, to be sent out of Mitzrayim, the <coughs> Parley and the Mitzrayim, they were so frightened by the Esa Makris, the Ted Makris, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed the Mitzrayim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's control is in all, in all different angles. Not only is Hashem the creator of the world and Ashkach Pratis, but He's the only master of the world. And Klai Yisrael was sent out uh, with Mchush um, Gado, tremendous wealth. And as they run out, HaKadosh Baruch Hu causes them to be confused inside the Midbar. And they, as they're running away, they had to start heading towards the time again. Paris seeing this makes the mistake thinking that they're confused and they're caught up inside the Midbar. And Hashem hardens his heart and causes power to encourage and to, you know, make his whole um, his whole nation <coughs> excited about running after the Jews again to try to get them back and to, and to, and to, and to bring them back to slavery and to try to, to, to show the regret for the mistake that they made to send them out. And they're hesitant. They see him running and he, he takes all the horses <coughs> and he charges after them and the Mitzvah follow after him. And then we know when they come to the Yamsa of Christ, so it's frightened, they call Tashem, and the Yamsa splits, and then Klaisol comes to the Madrega then of Amun and Hashem. Like we said, Aiminu Bashem of Mesha Abdoi, they believe in Hashem and Mesha his his Evid, his servant. And Klaisol came to the dagger, which is the little of the Shira Sayam, says, Zekeli Vanveu, Zekeli Rashi says, the Khfaida Nigva Layim. In his honor, it was, it was it was revealed to them by Umaran Oisavetzer, like they held out their finger to point of Zekel, this is our God. And Bayu, they'll build a makam mikdash for him. Rashi says Lomshat, or they'll tell over all the praises and the, and, and the beauty of of their God. And they came to such a realization in the existence of Hashem, because I'll tell us, even on a higher madrega than 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 the the, the, the shifcha. The maidservant that was seen over there, Swana Haim Adrega, because I'll tell us that Rasa Shivcha showed Yam, a regular maidservant was seen by the Yam, but she was able to see and in, 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 in the vision that she saw, Mashalai Rai Yecheska Bambuzi, which Yecheska Lanavi of the greatest Nevi'im was from all his insights and his, his Nevoah, the prophecy that he was able to see, she was able to see much more than him at Pierce Yamsuf. Such a tremendous, tremendous occurrence. That shook up the whole world and brought such a clarity to the whole world of the existence of Hashem. <coughs> now, when the Mitzrayim cha- started charging up against the Bnei Yisrael, the Pesach says, "Ve'yidu from Mitzrayim acharem." The Mitzrayim chased after them. Ve'isigu oisam chaynim al yam, and they caught up with them, encamped by the by the yam. Kol sus recha paril v'rasha v'chela. He was coming with his whole entourage, with all his chariots, horses and chariots. Al piachir sus nei bal tzefoy. Upari hikri paril is getting closer. 
They thought they got away from the Now they see the tribe is catching up. They're running after them. They get very scared. And then they cried out to Hashem. And Rashi tells us, they cried out to Hashem, they grabbed on to the craft, the craftsmanship, the tool of their fathers. The Rashi tells us three places where we see that the Kayach of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov was the Kayach of Tvila to cry out to Hashem. So they took the trait of their fathers, and they used that to reach out to Hashem, which is a beautiful thing that they, they grabbed on to the, the umness, the, the trait of their fathers, as a tool to reach out to Hashem. Now, one of the questions we can ask is, this is not the first time that the Pasuk tells us in Tefer Shmais that they cried out to Hashem. In, in, in Pasha Shmais itself, in the beginning of Barak Bay's Pasuk of Gimel, it says, Mahaim was during those many days when they were going through all the changeovers in Mitzrayim after the Shvatim and Nifter. The king of Mitzrayim died. And Pla Yisrael was sighing out of all their slavery, by Izaku, and they cried out to Hashem, and their crying and crying out reached Hashem <coughs> from all the difficulty they're having through the Avaidah. Now, why doesn't Rashi say over there also, that they took the trade of their fathers of Avaidah and Yaakov? Why only over here, by Matthias <coughs> Yamsu, there, the Torah chooses to stress that. That's a question which we're going to maybe uh, answer a little bit later. Now, but here we seem to see from Rashi, the Rashi is praising Klal Yisrael, that they took the character trait of their father, Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov, and David Hashem. The problem is the next Pasuk. And this is really the question of the Ramban. The next Pasuk says, They then said to Moshe, there aren't enough graves in Mitzrayim. It took us to go die in the Midbar, in the desert. What was this whole business taking us out of Mitzrayim? And they go on complaining. Now, that's a little bit uh, strange. They cry out to Hashem, help us. And then afterwards they complain, and there, there seem to be kafu <laughs> taif, and there seem to be lacking gratitude. For going out of Mitzrayim to complain, that's not the time to complain when you're crying out to Hashem to ask Him something, to ask Hashem for, to, to save you. Now, this is the Ramban's question. The Ramban asks, It doesn't seem to me to be the right thing that people which are crying to Hashem to save them, that they're going to, like, like uh, <coughs> you know, afterwards attack him and, and kick forward, you know, kick forward as if to, you know, with, with, with the salvation that, that he did for them. To go tell them that better you didn't save us in the first place to take us out. They won't help now to be saved in the midst of here by the end. Rabban explains the following. He says, <coughs> the way we have to explain them here is there were two groups of people by the Yam. But the, the, the two different groups of people, how they, they reacted when the Mitzvah came attacking them afterwards. 
The pasuk is just telling you what each how each group reacted. One group of people took the approach. They believed in Hashem. They believed in the Makkas. They believed in everything. Their hakaris are telling. They thanks Hashem for everything happened. But what are we going to do now? Now we're in trouble, right? Cry out Hashem, help us. <coughs> the other one, after seeing the Mitzvah coming after them, they denied all the prophecy of Moshe. They weren't admitting to the whole savory, the salvation that they had and all the Nisan that they saw. So it was just, the Pasuk was telling us there were different ways how people reacted to the Mitzvah coming after them. That's the way the Ramban answers. So my Rebbe, Rebbe Barfinkel Zatzal, brought Meshem the Bartanura and others that maybe Rashi as well was bothered by the same question. Rashi was bothered by the same question that the um, <coughs> that the Ramban was bothered by. When Rashi says Tafsu Umnas Avaisam, they, they grabbed on to the tool, the craftsmanship of their of their of their forefathers, right? So we understood that it's to be a compliment to them. But the Bartanua wants to explain that Rashi meant to say, not, not what did he mean to say a compliment? It was, if they used the tool that their forefathers used, but they grabbed onto it as like a tool, but they weren't sincerely using it. <coughs> and even though the person doesn't sincerely use tefillah, the tefillah still has a kayak to be answered. As you see over here, the tefillahs were answered. But at the same time, when it's not done sincerely, it doesn't change the essence. It takes away from the level of the tefillah. And that's why afterwards, they were able to complain about everything that Hashem did. And he's, he goes on to say that that's the chat when it says that like mentioned before, that the plain maidservant saw to saw the insights and everything that happened by by Yamsuf, even more than <coughs> the highest of the being, the testament of Uthi, but they still remained the Shifcha. They still remained the Maitzer. It didn't change their essence. And when a person can come to and to deal with important and hush of things, but they don't change their essence, then that has an effect on how it relates to them. And that's why even after they came to the Madrega of crying out to Hashem, grabbing onto the two of their forefathers, didn't last for very long, because then afterwards they complained because it didn't change their essence. Now, I really wanted to say, maybe a proof to the Bartonus Pshat, that's what Rashi meant to say, not as the way we learned before, which would be the simple way of understanding that the Hashem was complimenting them, the Rashi was complimenting them that they grabbed onto their forefathers' trade, and the next person just told us uh, all the people that complain like Rabbi Ramban says. But that but Rashi was, 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 was saying something here that they only grabbed onto it or something on, it was an external thing. It wasn't in, it wasn't inside them. The tefillah wasn't as, as sincere. It was something external. And the proof to that is, whatever you wanted to say, what the question we asked before. How come when the, in Parashish Shmais, when we mentioned by Zaku Hashem, there it doesn't mention this idea that they took Tafsu, uh, Unnu but that they took the craftsmanship of the Why didn't we mention it there? They also did Dam Tashem. The answer is because here it was saying it in a negative way that they only grabbed it as a tool without doing it sincerely. Earlier, when they cried out to Hashem, it was sincere. And that's why it doesn't say anything over there. That's what Rebbe wanted to say. But we learned from here something very, very powerful. That when a person uses tefillah, it's not just the issue of 
asking Hashem for our bakashas or thanking Hashem for what we need, it has to be something with a certain sincerity. It has to be with a complete sincerity. And the more sincere the tefillah is, the more powerful it could be. I think a place that we could see an, an illustration of this, or we can bring to Delta to relate to this, is something that I might have said over the last few months, I'm not sure. Um, but if I did, Chazara never hurts. And if I didn't, then I think it'll be helpful. In the end of Mesechus Tainus, the, <clears throat> the Mesechus that talks about Yom Tif of Tuba Av, that on the 15th of Av, we make that day into a big Yom Tif. We say on that day. And the Gemara goes on and on with different types of reasons for the importance of, of Tuba Av. So the Gemara brings on the Flamid, on the base, on the Tubav, on the 15th of Av, that was the day that the people which were on the Midbar stopped dying. Right? There was a Gzaira after the Chet of the Miraglim that for the next, over the next 40 years, that Claudius saw anyone that was between the age of 20 and 60 would not make it into Eretz Yisrael. And during those 40 years, that's when everybody was dying. And on Tubav, in the fortieth year, right there, the, that's when they stopped dying. <coughs> so Rashi brings a Yishalmi. Yishalmi says something very interesting. How did that happen? How did why did so why did why did that become such a special day? The day they stopped dying. So the Yishalmi says, "Kol Every all forty years, when they were in the midbar after the Chetamaraglan, that they were dying out." So every single year there was a certain amount of people that had to, that were supposed to die. And then in the, in the next year, there'll be another group, let's say 15,000 people, let's say every single year would die, right? Getting it to 600,000 people, let's say. Those are the numbers. And, and then the other people would, would live. And then the next year we would, we would see who the next, next group would be. So Kalabam Shadna Shaiba Midbar, all 40 years of there in the Midbar. Mecholarev Tishabav, Ayyakruz Yaitse, Ba'aymer. There will be an announcement that will be announced to the, everybody in Klai Yisrael, and they will tell them, Tzu Lachbor, everyone should go dig a grave. Because we don't, on Tishabav, on Erev Tishabav, and on Tishabav, each person would go dig a grave, and then he would go to sleep the night of Tishabav inside the grave. Shamayamos, because they were afraid that he would die. Before, before, before he dug a grave, so they wanted the grave to be dug, so the person would be inside the grave already, and he would just die inside the grave. And the next morning, an announcer would come out and tell and tell everybody, anyone who's alive should get up and separate themselves from the people that died. They would wake, they would all come out, and they would see which people didn't make it. That year, and they would close up the graves, and then the people which were alive would continue until the next year to see who would be the next group. Whoever was alive would get up and stand up and walk out. Every year they would do this. When it came to the 40th year, the last group was left. Also, so they did the same thing. The announcement went out, and they had they got the graves, they went inside their graves. The next day, they all woke up alive. So they saw the mistake. So once they saw this, they were like wondering what's going on. Nobody died, right? 
So they said, Maybe we miscalculated Rishchaydish and it wasn't Tishabav yesterday. They kept going to sleep every night afterwards. At night and every morning they would wake up. Until they got to the 15th. Once they saw that it was the middle of the month, the 15th of Of, and the moon was full, so then they saw that they saw it was the middle of the month already. But and nobody died. And none of them died. They saw that their calculation for the Rosh was correct. And the 40 years of the Zerah finished. So the people of that generation um, established that day to be a big Yomtev. So I heard a pshat that I brought from Yerushalayim like this. They asked a question, what happened? There was a Xera that everybody from 20 to 60 was supposed to die. <coughs> why did this last group, why was this last group spared more than everybody else? So explains the Mephoshim, every single year, when, when this date came, they all knew Tisha that let's say 15,000 people, whatever number it was, were supposed to die on Tisha B'Av. Now the old dug their graves, they said goodbye to the families, and they died, please, Akash Baruch let me live another year, let me live another year, let me live another year. And then the next morning, 15,000 people, 15,000 people didn't get up. But what was, the last year everyone woke up, why is that? Because every single year, when everybody went and dug their grave and went to lay down, they dove into Hashem, but they thought to themselves, but there's still a good chance that maybe it's not going to happen. So they were relying on the natural fact that perhaps they'll survive. So when they dove into Hashem, please, 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 it wasn't with that 100% sincerity. When it came to the 40th year and all that was left was, those last, was that last group, they all knew there's nothing else except Hashem. There's nothing else except Hashem to turn to. And this is Hashem, this is our God. And it came with such a sincerity. So even though there was a gzera that they were supposed to die, that Tefillah was able to gain such power and such leverage that it was able to go and be mevatel the gzera and allow them to be the ones to go with everybody else into Eretz Yisrael. You see from here the kayach of sincerity and feeling, it can't just be tough to just taking on the technique. Often we try to use Torah mitzvahs as a technique to get some type of, of school or some type of thing to have to get. Of course, there are things which are schoolers and things which, bring, which can bring people bracha, but we can't just use the Torah and its mitzvahs as buttons that we're pressing to try and manipulate. We have to do and use those, do mitzvahs and do the things sincerely. Mit Hashem, Hashem should open up all of our hearts to be able to build our tefillahs, that our tefillahs can be built sincerely, and Mitzvah Hashem will bring Yeshua's to our mishpachas and to the whole Klai Yisrael. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos and Kol